Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in June 3rd, 2018. I didn't do any writing this week because it was half term, so I've been having fun with my family. We went camping and my son's been getting me to draw Pokemon, so that's been a lot of fun. I did do some editing this week, mainly tidying up my story for the Morecambe Steampunk Festival. Now I'm recording this diary on the Saturday because tomorrow I'll be performing the story at the festival. Now last year it had about 40,000 people attend, so it's a really big event. I'm going to be on at 3pm. Written a really insane story called Lord Sidebottom and the Awesome Airship Mystery. Now this is the first time I've ever really written anything with twists or that can be even classed as a mystery. I don't know whether it is a mystery, it's just like a daft little adventure to be honest. But it's been a lot of fun to write. So I'll put my live recording of that at the end of this author diary so you can listen and enjoy. I read a really interesting non-fiction book this week. It was called Thames by Peter Aykroyd. This was basically a book about the history of the River Thames and its psychological and geographical significance. Now, I really enjoy this kind of history, the ideas of psychogeography and that hidden traces of the past can be found all around us. And this is something I really enjoyed about his novel The House of Dr. D, which is incredibly underrated. So although I enjoyed the non-fiction book, I would highly recommend his fiction instead because it does deal with the same kind of themes, but in a more interesting way. I joined Pinterest this week, mainly as a way to start bringing together a lot of my images that I've been collecting over the years to inspire epic fantasy research because next year my plan is to start writing my epic fantasy. I think the way I'm going to do it, instead of working on a 200,000 word doorstop, I'm going to release it as 22 novellas. So I think this will allow me to release an episode of the story every month and then after two years I'll be able to re-release them as full epic fantasy doorstop things and hopefully I'll have made enough money from the novellas to get some really cool covers done, some really good maps and designs and get some audiobooks made, that kind of thing. But that's a long way off yet. And so yeah, the Pinterest, just search for John Cronshaw author and you'll see my fantasy world building board on there. Had a question this week from Claire Hardiger. Now Claire has just launched her own podcast, which is called Confessions of a First Time Author, which is a kind of author diary format every couple of weeks. So you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. So her question is, music when writing? Yes or no? Question mark. Is there a particular genre you prefer? When I write, I dictate, and so I don't listen to music while I'm doing that. But when I'm editing, or in the rare occasions where I am writing at a keyboard, I tend to listen to music that I either know really well or doesn't have lyrics. This is because I can find lyrics quite distracting when I'm trying to think about words. So it tends to be that I'll listen to a lot of stuff that I've known for years. So maybe a Spotify playlist of early 90s grunge and indie kind of stuff. I think some heavier stuff like Tool or Deftones tends to make it onto my playlist a lot as well. But then I also find ambient stuff really useful to work with. So stuff like Brian Eno or Selected Ambient Works by Aphex Twin. And even Craftwork as well I find is conducive to getting work done. But then there is something that you mentioned yourself, which is the idea of using video game music to focus. And one of my favourite albums of all time is actually a video game soundtrack. It's the soundtrack to Fez by the electronic artist Disasterpiece. And so I'll set up my own Spotify playlist that has soundtracks from games like Skyrim and Morrowind and Fable, that kind of thing. So I'm going to give that a go. So if you've got a question, please do email me. It's john at johncronshaw.com. You can also send me a question on Twitter. I'm at jlcronshaw. Remember, you can download my book, Addict of the Wasteland, for free on Amazon. That's your gateway drug to the Wasteland series. And so until next time, cheerio. 
I wrote this story especially for the Morecambe Steampunk Festival. It's called Lord Sidebottom and the Awesome Airship Mystery. The clock above my workbench struck seven. I rolled up my designs for what can only be described as the most awesome airship ever conceived. Not in that vulgar sense uttered by those young people they have nowadays to refer to anything even vaguely of interest. No, this airship was awesome in the truest sense of the word. I stowed the blueprint in my wall safe and locked the front door behind me as I stepped into the cold. It was time to meet the beautiful Lady Elizabeth. I shoveled coal into my Segway. The machine rumbled to life, steam jets hissing from its exhaust vents. My feet stood firm between its wheels as the vehicle rolled forward. The sands extended towards the sea's distant glimmer. As a Segway hopped onto the promenade, seagulls eyed me from their gas lamp perches. The beautiful Lady Elizabeth would be waiting for me. I had taken it upon myself to court her and prove that I was a man of means and keen perception. Approaching the pier, I spied a commotion around our usual place of meeting. I recognised Detective Jones as implacable as ever with his black uniform and airman's moustache. Detective, I called, drawing to a stop. Lord Sidebottom. Lamplight caught the flicker of anguish in his expression. I followed his gaze and my mouth gaped. An emerald green dress lay draped across twisted limbs. The beautiful Lady Elizabeth stared at nothing with dead eyes. I stepped from my Segway and knelt over her body. Do you know this woman? The detective asked. It is the beautiful Lady Elizabeth. We were courting, oh, were our courting. I turned to him. Who could have done this? Who could have snuffed out the life of such a wonderful woman? He removed his hat and dipped his head. I am dreadfully sorry. That is not an answer, I spat. Are there no clues? The detective licked his lips and gave me a slight nod. He handed me a brass plaque, no bigger than my palm and no thicker than a, the brim of a cheap top hat. I rose to my feet, tilting it towards a nearby gas lamp. The etched image of Mad Frank winking back at me caught the light. It is Mad Frank! His calling card, my arch nemesis, curse that. The emerald dress burst open as a dozen or so clockwork crabs launched themselves towards me, ripping and tearing at my flesh and hair and clothing. I frantically pried them from me, hurling their metal shells to the ground, stamping on them with my boots. The detective lunged forward, swinging at one of the damnable things with his truncheon, screaming out when the creature snapped at his face, lopping off a chunk of his moustache. We looked around, dazed and breathless, as gears and brass shards lay across the flagstones. Are they gone? he asked, straightening his hat. I stared down at my ragged shirt and wiped my bloodied face with a handkerchief. What the devil were they? I believe, sir, they were Mad Frank's clockwork attack crabs. A shuddering breath left me, and I knelt next to Lady Elizabeth. Holes in the dress revealed a construction of wood and rubber beneath, nothing more than a container for those mechanical mockeries. 
I ran my hand towards her face and prodded rubbery flesh. This is not a murder detective. This is, this is something else. Then, no murder has been committed. It is a closed case. I was supposed to meet the beautiful Lady Elizabeth. If she's not here, then where is she? He met my question with a blank expression. I tipped my hat and mounted the Segway. Deflated, I returned to my workshop. I came to a stop outside and rummaged for my keys, my fingers brushing Mad Frank's calling card. Why had he sent clockwork crabs? Where was the beautiful Lady Elizabeth? None of it made a lick of sense. My workshop door flew open and three robot monkeys charged from inside. Steam poured from their ears. Alchemical light glowed behind their eyes. I jumped to one side as they swung from trees and lampposts. The first of them leaped towards me. I gripped the creature around the throat, slamming it against my garden wall, its skull shattering on impact. I sidestepped the second and stood back as it tumbled into a thorn bush. I ran towards it, my boots crashing down on its chest, oil and coal spilling across the cobbles. I turned swiftly as another mounted my back, its claws tearing at my already ragged shirt. Grabbing its ears, I flipped it over my shoulder and shoved it against the wall. It thrashed for a moment, then dropped face first to the ground. I examined its head. It was coated in the same rubbery material as Lady Elizabeth's false visage. I drew my fists up and shouldered my way into my workshop. Lengths of rubber hose and copper wire lay across the counter. Brass gears and cogs stood in haphazard piles. My gaze shifted towards the wall safe. Its door hung at an awkward angle. Scorch marks ran along its hinges. I marched over and thrust my head inside. My designs! A glimmer of something caught my eye. An etched sheet of brass... Mad Frank's face winking at me. I snatched it as a loud droning hum filled my workshop. I bolted outside, skidding to a halt as Mad Frank's airship loomed above. I threw a handful of coal into my Segway and fired it up. The airship turned slowly towards me as I raced ahead. A salvo of missiles burst from its cannons, charging headlong towards the first missile. I pushed my Segway beyond its limits, its frame rattling as the wind rushed past my ears. With a swift kick, the Segway rose from the ground and slid along the missile's edge. Teeth gritted, I hopped to the next missile, and the next, and the next, climbing towards the airship as more of the rockets rained down. I glanced over my shoulder to see my workshop in flames far below. Bouncing from the final missile, the Segway cracked beneath me, its wheels falling to the ground. With a burst of strength, I leaped towards the airship, crashing through a window and clattering onto its deck. Gasping, I forced myself to stand. A fiendish masked man stood before me, his black cape rippling against the wind. He twiddled his moustache. Lord Sidebottom, we meet again. Mad Frank, gah! What have you done with the beautiful Lady Elizabeth? And what have you done with my designs for the awesome airship? He let out a cold laugh. I do not have time for your games, Lord Sidebottom. You may have destroyed my clockwork crustaceans and mechanical macaques, but you will be no match for my robot crab monkeys. He clapped his hands, summoning a trio of robot crab monkeys. The vile brutes ducked and weaved around me. Claws snapping, fangs glistening. 
I swung at them with kicks and punches, but they moved with swift, unpredictable flourishes. Overwhelmed, I yielded. Mad Frank clapped again. Lock him in the cells. The robot crab monkeys dragged me along an unlit corridor and threw me into a metal-walled room, locking the door behind me with a thunk. I slumped to the floor, hopeless, as darkness pressed around me. I rifled through my trays of pockets, searching for tools or lockpicks. The evening had meant to be a walk along the promenade and hot pot supper, followed by some gin and dress-up if things went well. My fingers brushed against the edges of two brass sheets, the etchings of Mad Frank bringing a curl to my lips. My sneer turned to a smile as I rammed the calling cards between the door and its frame, shifting them until the lock finally gave way. Flinging the door open, I grabbed the heads of the two robot monkey standing sentry, smashing their heads against one another with all the force I could muster. As the guards fell into a heap around me, a third robot crab monkey bounded forward and pounced. I swiveled, striking the monstrosity with a sharp jab of my elbow. Searing pain tore through my arm as it drove deep into its chest. Hot oil squirted from its frame as it collapsed next to me. Holding my scolded right arm close to me, I crept towards the bridge and kicked open the door. Mad Frank looked up at me with a start. Where are my robot crab monkeys? I shrugged and offered him a broad grin. He charged at me, throttling me with fists. I nudged him backwards with a shoulder, knocking him into the airship's controls. The craft lurched sharply to the right. We lost our footing and tumbled to the deck, sliding across the polished oak. I swung at him to no avail. Gah! His wild laughter stopped abruptly when the airship crashed into the sea. Cold water lapped around us, pouring through the cracks in the ship. I dragged Mad Frank through a window and swam to the shore. The detective ran over to us as the airship ignited in a tower of flames. I offered him a weak smile and gestured to Mad Frank as we lay coughing and spluttering, sand and seaweed coating our bodies. Mad Frank pulled something from inside his cape, my designs for the awesome airship. The sodden paper turned to pulp in his hands. It is ruined. The sea has destroyed your blueprints. I rushed to the detective and pointed a finger at Mad Frank. That man burgled my workshop and attacked me with an assortment of clockwork and steam-powered attack robots. He also blew up my home with missiles, took me prisoner, and worst of all, he tried to steal the designs for my awesome airship. Mad Frank let out a cackling laugh as the detective heaved him to his feet. You are ruined, Lord Sidebottom. Your awesome airship is no more. What you stole was but a mere copy. I always make duplicates. Matt Frank's eyes widened. No! All my work was for naught. The detective cuffed Matt Frank and led him up the steps towards the promenade. I'm arresting you in the name of the law. Wait, I called, chasing after them. The detective turned to me. We will interrogate this criminal, and then I vow we will find Lady Elizabeth. I shook my head and reached up to Mad Frank's face. I tore off his mask, then pulled away a layer of rubbery flesh. Oh, Lady Elizabeth, how could you? Thank you.